0: Hey guys, welcome to Journey Podcast. I'm your host, Smita Kunturi. You're going to hear a new segment in Journey Podcast as Coach It Forward. Hope you guys enjoy. Hello, everybody. I have Darlene Holly with me today. She's a personal branding and online business coach who shows ambitious, heart-centered coaches, experts, and service-based entrepreneurs how to create a profitable online business while making space for themselves and their families. She passionately teaches how to build an irresistible business brand by unleashing your authentic voice. She is also a host of Attract and Stand Out podcast. Thank you for being here. Welcome to the show. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Smitha, for having me here. I'm excited to be here with you and to chit chat and
0: just talk. Absolutely, absolutely. Please go ahead and tell us, like, why do you choose this coaching career? What is the story behind you choosing this career path?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for asking. So my background prior to coaching, I was in retail management and I worked my way up inside what I call big box retail management. I worked at Gap, Best Buy, and I love the work that I did, but I was also a single mom at the time and it just felt like a lot. I was working 60 plus hours a week. And when I was at home with my son, I was worried about my store. And when I was at work, I was worried about my son and missing out on all of those moments, and so I just always had this internal stirring that there was something more that I was supposed to do, and I wasn't quite sure for for quite a few years. Actually, I just kind of kept thinking, and I would look at different career options, and I couldn't figure out exactly what it was that I loved to do. I knew that I loved working with people, and I loved the the aspect that I got to do at my in my job, but. It was when, um, in 2001, I lost my mom suddenly in a car accident, and it was unbearably heartbreaking and a really hard time to go through, and I realized during that time just how short life really was, and I knew I couldn't, I couldn't keep doing things the way that I was doing at that point, and I didn't, I still, like I said, I still didn't know exactly what to do, but when I went through that experience in that moment and really did a lot of soul searching um, I found that I wanted more and so I put my resume up on monster.com which I don't even know if monster.com is still in existence today because it was about 15 maybe it was even longer than that. It was probably like 18 years ago and um, I ended up becoming a loan officer and I was in um, I did that for a couple of years and it was fun it still wasn't quite my passion it wasn't exactly what I was looking for And so I randomly came across a posting for buying a franchise to start a bit, to become a business coach. And I kind of laughed because the fact at that point in my life, I was absolutely not looking to buy a franchise. (laughs) I didn't even know what a business coach was at that point. And the description sounded really intriguing. I'm like, ooh, some of the things that they're talking about in here sounds like a lot of what I had done in retail management, like the people building, the coaching, the development. And I actually had some aha moments during that interview process that I had actually been coaching my whole entire life because in high school, I was always that friend that everybody came to when they needed advice or if they needed to talk to somebody. And then when I looked back at my retail career, that was exactly what I was doing was I was helping my employees move up from the company, get to where they were looking to go. And so it was like this epiphany moment where I was like, oh my gosh, this is what I've been doing my whole life. This is what I'm meant to be doing. And so I did the craziest thing ever. I bought a franchise and came became a, a business coach. And so that's kind of where it started, is that cra- crazy journey of really life discovery, trying to figure out who I was, what I wanted to do, which so many of us struggle with. I know so many of my clients, when I sit down and talk with them, a lot of times they're, new, they're either new coaches or they're consulting and they're curious how they can do the work that they're, that they love, but not necessarily do it in that corporate environment for somebody else, but really bring it to the table so they could start doing it on their own. And so I just had that, uh, I got lucky and kind of business coaching fell on my lap. And it's been something that I've been doing now for 15 years. And I absolutely love supporting my clients with really creating their foundations for their business and helping them create profitable businesses. Because the first two to three years when I was in business, it wasn't easy. <laughs> it wasn't profitable. I was, you know, make, I'd make money and then I would, it'd be a long stretch before I found that next client and I didn't have that stability in the beginning. And so I love that I can help my clients kind of get through that process a little bit quicker now than it took me.
0: (laughs) So right now you are helping people. What kind of a people do you target to coach or like what kind of a people reach you to get coached?
1: Yeah. So I work primarily with coaches, consultants, and what I call service-based online entrepreneurs. So most of my clients are either they're already coaching or they are thinking about starting a coaching practice. They have found that they're really good at some aspect of their career and they want to, like I shared a second ago, they want to bring that to flourishing, um, and they want to look into what that might look like for them. So um, when I first started 15 years ago, I was working on the ground, networking, growing my business, just, you know, knocking on business doors, Um, introducing myself at networking events um, and it was all in person because 15 years ago we didn't have as much um, tech ability (laughs) as we do today luckily so I had built my business in person in Las Vegas which is where um, I'm originally from I live in Southern California now and then about seven years ago we moved to Southern California and I had I didn't know anybody here and my youngest was six months old I'm a mom of four so my oldest that's is, he's actually going to be 26 in a couple of days, which is crazy. And he's was my, my son in the beginning of this journey. And then since then, I ha- also have a 16, a 10 and a seven-year-old, but I knew I wanted to keep my business going. We had moved to a complete new city. All of my business had been on the ground in Las Vegas. And so I had to figure out like, how am I going to do this again? Like, and I knew it was a lot of work networking and going out and meeting people and where we live at. I'm like an hour from LA and an hour from San Diego So there's some networking opportunities local, but most of them were an hour commute each way. And if you've ever been to California, traffic is not friendly.
0: (laughs) I lived in California before, yes, I know.
1: (laughs) So, um, and I had heard of a few coaches who were starting to run their businesses online. And I was like, that's super interesting. I'm like, how are you doing this? Like, how are you finding clients if you're not like actually physically going in and shaking hands and introducing yourself and building those relationships? So I just started doing some research and I slowly built up my business to where I completely work my business now, 100% in the online space where I meet everybody, kind of like we're on right now. We're on Zoom. Um, I have lots of coffee chats, conversations. I do a little teeny bit of networking in my local city. But for the most part, most of my conversations are through virtual networking spaces and places like that now, which has been a lot of fun. So, um, and, and when you ask like which, what types of clients I work with, Sometimes they're life coaches, sometimes they're business coaches, sometimes they are um, attorneys, sometimes they're grocery store. I've worked with a couple like retail spaces because with my background in retail management, um, it wasn't necessarily who I was marketing to at the time, but they were who fell in my lap. And I was like, ooh, this would be interesting. <laughs> so I've worked with a lot of different um, people in those spaces as well. And just thought leaders that are really trying to um start their own business and really take charge of their life because they know that they can do something more. And they've kind of had some of those experiences too, like that life is so short. And when we stay stuck and we stay small and we play the good girl in those corporate positions, and we just, you know, we don't really push ourselves. We don't give ourselves the space to move forward. Like that doesn't usually feel good. So I love that so many of us are putting our, hanging up our shingles and saying, Hey, I'm starting my own business. I'm doing things my way. I'm tired of doing it the way that everybody has told me to do it, but I'm ready to really just show up as myself and build those relationships and those communities and see what can happen.
0: Is that your experience that makes you unique uh, to help this section or this line of people? Or is there anything, any other strengths that you think that they're helping for you to help your clients?
1: Yeah, I think one of the things that really helps me stand out with, with my clients and helping is just the fact that I've done it the hard way before. (laughs) Like I've gone to the school of hard knocks, like the first three years of my business. Um, I felt like I did a really good job of knowing who everybody was. I would say in Las Vegas, like everybody knew who I was. They knew my name, but nobody really knew much behind that. I did a really good job of showing just enough of myself to connect relationships and to build those connections, but not actually, um, be seen for who I was. I like to joke that I felt like a little girl playing dress up in her mom's closet because I was wearing business suits and I was super professional. And those were the things that really held me back in my business because I wasn't showing up as myself. I talk a lot now in my business about like being authentically true and vulnerable to who you are and showing up and sharing your story and really connecting with people and building that know like and trust factor by just like sharing pieces of yourself that are the things that you would share with a friend, right? Like you don't have to go into the skeletons in your closet where it's too much and you don't wanna overshare in so many ways, but we can really build relationships, especially in the online space, just by showing up and sharing our story, connecting with people, being vulnerable, not being afraid for people to know that we have bad days and sometimes they're not perfect. And if I don't know about you, but I feel like sometimes when I'm watching the online space, I'm like, man, they, they make it look so pretty. So perfect. <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm like, there's no way that's true. So I try, especially in my community, like I tell people what's going on when I'm on coaching calls. Like I I'm vulnerable. I share some things that are coming up with me, or I relate to them and say, yeah, I've been there too. Or, Hey, like I raise my hand. I'm like, I'm. you're not alone in this situation. Like you're not the only one feeling overwhelmed, stressed out and exhausted right now, especially 19 months into COVID. Right. Like a lot of us are feeling all of those emotions and we we need to talk about those things. But so many people make this beautiful social media presence and they make it look like rainbows and cupcakes and they have their rose-colored cell phone with their glasses and and they just make it look so simple and easy. And that's not the case, as you know.
0: (laughs) What is your unique unique quality that uh, you think that you have?
1: Yeah, so my unique quality is that I'm really good at helping people uncover what stories it is that they can share. So when people share, um, usually we do what I call like a massive brainstorming session where we dump out all of their stories that we can think of from like when they were in elementary school, through high school, college, last week, what they did yesterday, like all of those things. Most of my clients struggle with like, which of these pieces do I actually share? And so I'm really good at helping them connect the dots to show, to tell that story, like their origin story. And then also pick which stories we put those in what I call a story bank. And we just save a lot of the stories because they're not necessarily stories that we share in our day-to-day, but they might be stories that go perfect with a video when we're creating some content for our business or for writing a blog post. Um, So I'm really good at piecing those stories together. And then another thing that my clients um, are always, um, praising me for, which I always think is funny, is that they love that I can take like the big picture concept of where they're trying to go. And I'm really good at breaking it into itty bitty bite sized pieces. So they don't feel overwhelmed and stressed out. They can just focus on that very next step and not have to worry, <coughs> excuse me, how they're gonna get there, but how they're going, how they can just do the little teeny steps each day to get them to reach the goal that they're shooting for. So I think that's one of the gifts that I have is that big picture into itty bitty bites.
0: When you're talking to people, as you just mentioned, like yeah, they talk about their stories from elementary to now. Was it ever overwhelming to you and you wanted somebody to help you? Was it? Uh, was there any situations like that?
1: It's such a great question because it's just like, it always reminds me like the manicurist nails are never done just right. Like the hairdresser's hair is always wild and crazy, right? Um, I absolutely <laughs> have my own coach and I had a hard time in the beginning figuring out which stories were the stories that I wanted to share. I was sharing kind of all kinds of different pieces of my story and I was okay. Like it wasn't that it was bad but it really didn't connect with where I was trying to lead my clients and where I was taking them on that journey. And a lot of my clients, like I was really afraid to talk about the fact that I was a teen mom that I had my oldest son um, right after I graduated high school and that I was working retail management as that single mom raising him. And I had all that mom guilt. I didn't tell that story in the beginning because I didn't. I thought people might judge me, which is funny because I've never been ashamed of it in any way or whatnot. But when I thought about sharing it publicly, like in an online forum, like on a podcast or different places like that, I was like, oh my gosh, what are people going to say? What are they going to think about me? But the more that I share that story now, it connects with so many of my ideal clients because maybe they don't relate to the exact same story. Maybe they weren't a teen mom or maybe they weren't a single mom even, but they felt that guilt, that overwhelm that exhaustion of knowing that there was more out there in life. And so I needed help to uncover that story for me. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> how, how do you uh, understand like which piece of the story to get connected with the other person? Let's just say I am not having any emotional roller coasters, for example. Uh, I, I don't have any such stories in my life. I'm, I'm pretty much straightforward and everything was May not be like super high, but I myself doesn't know how to identify my uh, emotional stuff. For me, I feel like yes, everything is fine and I'm okay. And I come to you for whatever the help that I need for my business side of it. But I'm not going to talk about any of my personal uh, perspectives of anything. How do you identify like where to start with me?
1: So typically when I do like what I call, I call that like a brand story breakthrough session because oftentimes everyone I talk to is in that same place as you, but they're like, I don't wanna share all the stories. Like I mentioned a minute ago, like we feel like we all have those skeletons in the closet. We're like, this would never matter, or this is way too personal and deep. Um, And so step one is really just having a massive brainstorming session, like I mentioned a few minutes ago. So we write everything down. And I usually um, send my, like, I don't, I'm not on the call with my clients when we do this. I usually give this as like a pre homework assignment. So that or home fun, as I like to call it, (laughs) Um, and they, I have them sit down with a journal and a pad of paper and really just get really still and quiet. And I have them write down every single story they can possibly think of, and know that they don't have to share that list with me, and they don't ever have to talk about everything on the list. But just for them to kind of get their creative juices flowing, start thinking of everything. Think about you know the time that you tried out for um, the talent show in high school at or in an elementary school or. that bully experience that you had in junior high, like just think of all those different moments. And then after you brainstorm all those, I have them go back and right next to them, like what is like the big aha moment that they can take from that? Like what was the big triggering thing that they feel like impacted who they are today? And then after we go through that, and, they, and that takes a little bit of time sometimes because it's, it's, it sounds super simple when we say it right. But going through that process and really digging into those stories like some of those stories are hard to remember like there's some big t trauma that can come up some small t trauma um and there's some things that we just don't want to share and i always tell my clients like it is totally okay if there's a story that like literally makes you like sick to even think about even sharing like you don't have to share, share that story and i think that's super important because I hear a lot of other online business coaches who tell you, share every single bit of information, be completely transparent, and show everything. And there's a time and a place for some stories to come up, possibly. But honestly, on your, in your business, most of those stories are not what your ideal client needs in that moment. They're not going to see themselves necessarily in you. They might feel like, oh my gosh, like they might sympathize and empathize with you but it's not gonna lead them into becoming a client. So I think it's important to know like you don't have to share them all. And sometimes you're not, you may not wanna share it today, but 10 years from now you might share that story because it, you're, you're in a place where you feel comfortable and safe sharing it. There's a quote by Brené Brown that says, um, share from the scar, not from the wound. And when I read that, like it hit me like really hard. I'm like, it's so true. like. When, when it's scabbed over and it's still like healing, you can't share that story. You're too emotional, like when you get up and speak and if it like, if you can't get the sentence out because there's so much emotion stirring with it still, like it's not time, it's not the place yet. But that doesn't mean that you can't use that story later on in life. Like there's gonna be a parallel at some point where you go, oh my gosh, like I didn't think I would ever share this story but I need to share it today and here's why. And then you'll, and you'll know when you're ready. Like, I don't in the beginning, I didn't talk a lot about losing my mom and how that was a part of like the journey process for me to step into like realizing how short life was and that I was ready to move forward and like start my own. I didn't even know I was going to start my own business back then, but I just knew I wanted to do something different. And if I would have told that story probably in the first five to 10 years of losing her, there's no way I would have got it out, even though sometimes when I start to say it, like I can feel like the emotions bubble in my chest and I can feel my voice crack a little bit. And that's okay. Like I'm comfortable sharing it because I can still say it now and I can express it. But 10 years ago, and definitely not 15 years ago when I first started my business, it was not a story I could share because I didn't know how to share it. And I didn't even know how to connect it to where I'm at today. So there's the brainstorming. I just shared round circle. I kind of went off on a tangent there, but like the, really just with your story, like brainstorm all the ideas, find the connections, the aha moments that led you to transformation. And then from there, that's when I come in with my clients and we really go through, like I have them identify typically like five to 10 of the stories that they really feel like are the most important to connect them on the journey that they're on today for the business they've started and how they kind of came to be where they are. And then we can weave those stories together from there. But they they leave a ton of, Um, stories written in their journal. And um, sometimes they move them over to their story bank so that they know those stories are there when they're ready for them. But some of them stay sacred in that journal and that's okay too.
0: For me, how I look at it is like whether you wanted to share it or not is up to completely the personal choice. But when it is time, it is for you to accept it and move on from that story. Whether you wanted to talk it or not is completely different uh, path for it. First, you accept acknowledge accept that process through it and move on from it mm-hmm. so whether you talk about it or not is up to you where where you wanted to talk when you wanted to talk is like a completely different thing
1: yeah and there there's things about me that my community doesn't know and there's things about them that i don't know and that's totally okay yep it's funny though because i saw you nodding your head when i was saying like that there's some online business coaches who will sh- tell you to share like everything And I was actually involved in a summit probably about a year ago. It was like probably right in the middle of COVID. And um, we had done like a pop-up Facebook Live. All the people that had been a part of the summit had popped in. And I was sharing kind of that same thought process. And another business coach was on at the same time. And she popped in and she she challenged me, right? So she's like, no, I think that you should share everything. Like if you can't be completely vulnerable and honest, um, then you're not being true trustworthy to your audience and i was like i don't agree like we, we definitely were at like a stance where she was she said that she should share she wanted to share every single nook and cranny of her day and all of her stuff and i'm like that's totally fine for you but i want those of you that are listening right now to know that if there's a story that doesn't feel like the right time to share it you don't have to share it like you don't need permission from myself from this other woman or anybody else, you'll know when it's your time to share that story. And you'll know too, because it's gonna connect with whatever you're talking about that day. Like you, we, I don't just, I don't teach my clients just to share a story to share a story. There's usually you're sharing story to connect it in a way that helps people go from like point A to point B It kind of takes them on that journey with them. And we're running businesses. Like most of the short stories that I share are gonna connect in some way to how I support my clients. And in those different things, um, I was recently, it made me think too, I was recently working with one of my clients and we were uncovering her story and she had had a lot of, a lot of life had happened in her younger, her younger years. And she was having a hard time. Like she had lost her mom as well. Um, a little different situation than my, than my story. Um, and she had gone through some different experiences and she was like super raw and emotional talking about them. But she felt like because somebody else had told her that she needed to share that story that she had to in that moment. And we had like this, the most beautiful conversation um, of her just knowing that she can show up exactly as she is today. And she doesn't and she can share what parts of it feel right when it is important. And she can always come back and share more of it later if she really feels like it. But some, she was getting pressure from um, somebody else that that was going to be like the main connection point for her for starting her business. And she was like sick, like physically sick, thinking about it. And so, um, if you're listening, like, know that you don't have to share it. It's absolutely okay to have pieces of yourself that are just yours alone, or shoot, yours and your therapist. Like, that's good too. Like, <laughs> to have someone that you're talking to about it, especially if it's super raw and emotional. Like, have a coach, have a therapist. I'm a big fan of making sure that we get the mental health support that we need. And some of the things that happen, like they're, they're they, our bodies hold on to that and our bodies will tell us if it's okay and if it's safe. And sometimes we need someone you know to speak to about it.
0: What is the lowest movement that you ever had in your career?
1: What is the lowest what? the
0: lo- L- Lowest movement, when you started business, there will be a lowest point that you might have felt like, okay, I'm done with this. I don't think this is going to work. What was that moment like? What is that experience?
1: Oh, I can remember it very vividly. <laughs> Smitha. Um, so it was just over two and a half years in my business. Um, like I shared, I had purchased a business coaching franchise and um, I was struggling big time. Buying a franchise comes with a lot of expenses. Um, there's royalty fees. Um all the fun stuff that go, comes along with the, having the franchise. And then you're supposed to be able to make money as well to support your family and like go above and beyond, right? And so I was at a point where I was struggling big time. I was not making the amount of money that the franchise had told me that I'd be making. And I, it was between like paying my royalty fees or paying my mortgage for my home and different things like that. And I came to a point where I was like, all right, I need to walk away from the franchise. I can't keep doing this. I'm like, I love the work I'm doing. I love coaching and supporting these business owners, but I knew I needed to shift something. And so I ended up walking away from the franchise um, just under three years of having the franchise. And it was during that time that I got really still and journaled a ton and was trying to re-figure out again back in that same position, like what the heck am I gonna do with my life? Like, how do I move forward? And I really, uncovered that I wanted to continue business coaching. I still wanted to support people um, in building these amazing businesses and these careers that could support themselves, their families, and their communities. And so I kind of went back to the drawing board. And I I unearthed, as I like to call it, kind of what I teach today to my clients, like the framework that I use with my clients now to really get clear on who my niche was, who I actually wanted to work with, um, what my messaging actually looked like. Um, I determined during that time that I was not sharing my whole self. I was hiding behind a mask in so many ways and only letting people see the parts of me that I wanted them to see because I was afraid of whatever, like the judgment or um, whatever it was that was um, behind there. And so I got really clear. And during that coming to Jesus moment, I unearthed that I wanted to continue to do it and I ended up um, restructuring my whole entire business because I had non-compete clauses and all kinds of fun stuff that came with the franchise and so I restructured my business and came up with a formula and a framework that felt authentic and true to me and it was more a feminine marketing style um, where what I was trained through was very masculine and I didn't identify with a lot of the, the theories and the marketing techniques that I was taught during that time. And I, that's when I started to grow my business. And that's when I became successful, when I started doing it my way and not feeling like I had to do it exactly how somebody else had laid it out for me. And so not, like, you can't build a business in a cookie cutter model. It just doesn't work. Every single one of us is built differently. We all have different strengths. We all have different um, things that we make us really comfortable, especially when it comes to visibility and marketing ourselves. Um, shoot, five years, six, six years ago, when I first started running my business more on the online space, um, that little red light that comes on when you hit video <laughs> on your computer was like deathly scary to me for some reason. Like every single thing brilliant in my head, I felt like would completely leave as soon as that red light came on. And so, in the be- and I, but I told myself, well, you have to do this because everybody else is making videos, so you have to make videos. And I pushed through. For me, luckily now, it wasn't too scary once I started doing it, but sometimes I have clients that come to me and they're like, I'm afraid to speak on stages. Like that doesn't work for me, but I love to talk. And so instead of them pushing themselves to try to be on stages, we've switched their marketing techniques. They go on podcast interviews. They love sharing their story. They love communicating by audio. And sometimes it's on video as well. But if you put them on, in front of a stage, in front of, you know, 500 people, they're going to melt like it, that makes them physically ill and physically sick. <laughs> and I, I see you shaking your head like it's so like what I have found for me, for me and for my clients too is like, how do you want to be visible? How do you want to market your business? How do you want to show up? And just because another person in your industry is doing something and it looks really successful from the outside doesn't mean it's actually successful for that person, or maybe it is but it doesn't mean it's going to be successful to you. So just um, like find, I used to say 10 different marketing strategies. And with COVID, I've kind of pulled that in a little bit because I don't feel like we have the bandwidth to do 10 different marketing strategies right now, but find five, find three to five to start marketing strategies that feel really good to you and get really good at those three to five strategies. And maybe that's podcasting, um writing blogs writing articles for magazines maybe it's speaking virtually hosting workshops or master classes shoot maybe it's in person on stages if you're in an area where you can do that right now but find the three to five that feel great to you and spend five hours a week marketing your business in those ways and that's the best way you can really get that but the big return in your business so often we get focused on coaching the clients or working um, with our clients and what, depending on what type of business you have that we forget to market or we're just tired <laughs> because we've worked with clients so much, we didn't market. But if you just take those three to five strategies and spend five hours a week doing them, your business is going to be successful because you're going to be showing up in front of the right people. You're going to be in front of the right audiences and you're going to build that trust, that connection, that curiosity. People are going to be curious about who you are and what you do. And that's when they're gonna lean in and they're gonna lean in because they want what you have and you've struck a chord with them and they wanna learn a little bit more. Or um, if they're not interested, they're gonna automatically start thinking like, who can I connect this person with? Um, My sister-in-law was just saying last week, X, Y, and Z. um, I need to connect these two people together. And when you can create content and messaging that really connects with the stories in our head and that feeling in our gut, that's really when you can build those relationships and really hook people and start to grow your business and then get the consistency, which I didn't have at that three-year point. When I walked away from the franchise, I didn't have consistency. I had instability and I got clients and it felt like luck. There was never any like method to my madness at that point. Like when I got a client, I'd be super excited. And then it would be like a dry spell. (laughs) And Once I figured out like what works really for me and what felt good to show up in and in that space. And when I help my clients find that exact same piece as well, when we uncover what's gonna work for them specifically, that's when they grow their business. And that's when they start to believe in themselves and they start showing up as who they truly are. And they don't have to act like anybody else because people are gonna connect with who they are in that moment.
0: You spoke about judgmental thoughts a couple of times you were skeptical in sharing your story. Even I have those moments like, yeah, what others will think right now if I talk about this part of my story, how do they judge me? How to, being a coach right now, teaching a lot of people or like coaching a lot of people, how do you suggest them to come out of that judgmental aspects of their life? Because everybody will have that fear. Yeah,
1: that's such a great question. So when we want to step out of that judgmental place, I think it's really just owning who we truly are, knowing that it's okay to be a little bit vulnerable. It's, a, it's okay to share things and get different reactions. And it's, it's, we're going to, we're going to get different reactions from people, right? Like that's just every day, no matter whether you're at the grocery store, like you see people judging nonstop, like people are going to judge. That's probably not going to change people love to people watch (laughs) like people are always watching what other people are doing but I think when you own your story and you own the path that you've been on and you do the inner work to to know that you're growing as a human and as an individual and that you're doing the best that you can with what you've been given and that you are seeking out the support that you need that it takes it just takes away some of that um, fear and that judgment of what other others might think. I also think, um, and I'm thinking for myself right now, like when I was in high school, I did everything possible <laughs> to fit in, right? Like I didn't want to stand out when I was in high school. And then all of a sudden I'm a business owner and I'm told to stand out and go against the, the crowd and like stand up in my soapbox and have an opinion and, um, and not to be afraid to share those different pieces so I think part of it is we have to kind of restructure how we're, how we're training our teenagers and our, our kids and like our younger generation and society. My, I have four kids. Only one of them is a girl, my daughter, she's 10. And I'm constantly seeing things in her that were things that I struggled with when I was younger, like being shy. And, um, I'm constantly pushing her now too, like, and not in like a, A mean way but like encouraging her like hey why do you think this or what would happen if you were to go out and try and maybe you get it and maybe you don't like what would happen if you stood up for that friend at school who was getting bullied in class like if you were the person to show kindness and support and I'm I'm just I'm trying to think about what I wish I would have had when I was a little girl and I didn't have a lot of that I had an amazing mom but she didn't know to do that. I don't, I don't think it was just as, it just, it just wasn't as big of a topic. And I don't think, I think because of social media and the way that our world has changed, like things are so heightened now, it's almost like those areas have a big flashlight on them where we didn't, we don't know what we don't know back before. So I'm, um, I just want to make sure that she knows that she can, you know, speak her voice, um, show kindness, help others. Um, if she sees something happening, like stop it, like get in the middle of it and not be afraid, Um, of what the repercussion is going to be because she can only she can choose that direction and I wish I would have had that because I definitely spent so much time trying to like have nobody see me but just be like part of the crowd and then now I'm like shoot I'm like (laughs) I have to do the complete opposite how do we do this and it's it's it took a lot of work I'm not like, I still work at it. I'm not, I'm still not perfect at it as much as I love to like teach to be yourself and show up as your true self. There's definitely days where I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm a fraud. I'm not being myself right now. I'm, you know, hiding behind my computer doing admin work when I should be pitching a a workshop to a big corporation or doing something, you know, that's outside of my comfort zone. But I think it's something that we're always working on and we're going to mess it up. And it's okay and we're gonna try again the next day and we'll get it right it's just a matter of showing up and continuing to do it
0: what is the biggest satisfactory moment that you find in your career
1: hmm. biggest satisfaction moment i think when i see the aha moments on my clients faces because they are not afraid to put themselves out there. They're not afraid to be visible. They're not afraid to start sharing little pieces of their past and their life and um, take their clients on a journey too. Like just seeing when they're successful because they've they've signed a new client or they've been invited to be on a podcast or they've been invited to to speak on a stage or something like that. Like that's a win for me. Like that's what really lights me up and really makes me feel like I'm doing... The work that I'm supposed to be doing and I'm helping in the right way is when I see their successes and I um I've been able to be a part of that experience with them and to support them and encourage them and hold them accountable and lift them up but yeah there's just something really rewarding I think when you're when you're just part of the experience it's, you're I'm not I'm not the one doing the work they're the ones doing the work but knowing that I've been that like that um the person to bounce ideas off of and to support them and encourage them and cheerlead them on can be really, really cool.
0: What is that one quality? Do you think that every coach should have? And what is that one quality they should not have?
1: The quality they should and shouldn't have. Yeah, got some good questions here. Um, I think the quality they should have is authenticity. Just being True to who they are and knowing that they're enough exactly as they are today. I think all of us need that one, whether we're running businesses or we're in corporate careers or if we're stay at home moms or parents, like what whatever we're doing, like just knowing that we're exactly enough as we are. And then the, the one that they shouldn't be, <laughs> that one's even trickier. I think. just being, oh my gosh, I can't even think of anything right now. Um, can we come back to that one in a second? Let me think for a second.
0: <laughs> take, take your time. No worries. You are talking about like, yeah, one being true to their themselves, like the coach should also be true to themselves. How you being true to yourself is going to help somebody build their business? Yeah.
1: So when they're being true to themselves, it's gonna help them build their business. I think a lot of it is the ripple effect. Like when you see other people be successful when they're doing similar work that that you're doing, or even if it's adjacent and it's something in the same realm, like it gives you the trust in yourself that you can do it too. Um, I had a client recently come to me and she wasn't, she had been marketing her business for quite a while. And she's like, maybe there's just no audience for this. I'm just not getting any clients. I'm struggling with, you know, even getting people on discovery calls. Like maybe, maybe there, there's just not, there, this is something that's just not gonna work. I need to go back to the drawing board and think of something else. And I paused her, I was like, well, hold on a second. I was like, let's talk about this a little bit more. Are there other people doing what you're doing? And she's like, oh yeah, there's lots of people that do what I what I do. And I was like, all right, so there's some evidence, first of all, that like people are buying what you're trying to sell. So we, we end up um, working it backwards for her. And for her, it was the messaging of how she was showing up and what she was saying to connect with her clients. They all appreciated what she was saying. They, they liked her, but there was no connecting of the dots of what the ideal client's problem actually was and why she, the, she was the solution to help them Um, solve that problem. And so we went back and we worked on our messaging and we um, redid some stuff on our website. We got like her summary hook, um, which is like an elevator pitch, just I call it a summary hook in my business. Um, And we really worked on her, her core messaging for her business. And she switched how she was speaking to her clients. And um, a few weeks later, she had texted me that she had three new discovery calls and that the person she had talked to the day before had asked her, um, when can they get started? And it was just amazing to see like she was in such a place where she was ready to walk away and give up and um she just needed evidence and proof that there was a good concept there and the fact that her messaging just seemed to be slightly tweaked and we were able to tweak that really quickly and she's she's doing great now like she's got clients that are coming in she's putting herself out there getting in front of the right clients again um and they're saying yes which is powerful right like It's a, it's a lot of work to get somebody to go from prospect to paying client. Like we have, there's more to it. I wish we could just like hang up our shingle and say, um, I'm in business. Come on in. (laughs) It'd be so nice if that was the case, but we have to, we have to have our messaging, right? We have to really know what we're saying and say it in a way that really attracts our client and makes them go, Ooh, you're talking to me. I need, I need what you have. Um, and one of my favorite um, questions to ask my clients too, in those moments is like, What is your ideal client thinking at two o'clock in the morning? If they can't sleep and they have insomnia and they're worried about this problem that you happen to be the solution for, what are they thinking? What are they feeling? Like go to the psychographics of it. Don't just look at the demographics of who your ideal client is, but really get in their head and unpeel, like peel back the layers of what's coming up for them. And that's when you can find typically what you need to say and the way to say it that's really going to like, like oh my gosh, you're speaking directly to me. And it's almost like you're like, there's nobody else in the room or there's tens of people in the room, but I feel like you're speaking only to me. That's when you know you've got your your languaging and your messaging just right. And people are going to want to buy from you.
0: Let's just say you, you uh, met a client and uh, you were able to connect with them. You understood what their problem is and how it is going. But end of it, I have heard from uh, from some of the coaches, like when I asked this question, would you do it for free for them? Because you already connected, it is something with their finances, they can't really afford what you are putting to them. Once you got connected, it may not be free completely, but would you be able to help them uh, tweaking some of your fee structures or anything like that? What kind of a help that you would be able to do for them?
1: Yeah, such a great question. And if I could do what I do for free, all the time, I absolutely would, would because I love doing it, but there's that caveat, right, like I have a family to support, I have goals, I have aspirations, I want to give back to my community, I want to um, be able to do those things, so I can't do it for free, unfortunately, I wish I could, but I do, I volunteer um, locally with our local score chapter, where I mentor business owners who are just starting out, or they're struggling as well, and so I give back in that way, Um, When I do my clarity calls with my prospects, if someone's interested in working with me, we have an interview process where I ask them a bunch of questions, they get a chance to ask me some questions so we can really discover if working together is the right fit. Um, And oftentimes during those conversations, I give a couple nuggets that they can implement right away in their business. And even if they choose not to work with me, they can implement it and um, see success from it and often do. Um, obviously I don't give away the whole entire shebang, but <laughs> I wish I could. But yeah, I think it's important to to drop nuggets, to share wisdom. Um, I give a ton of content for free. Um, I almost every single week I have a new either video or blog post um, that I put out that has you know actionable steps with call to actions with things that people can implement and take on their own. A lot of what what working with me does is it's the coaching, it's the conversation, it's the questions I ask, digging deep into it. Uh, I always, I kind of joke, like it's not, it's not necessarily rocket scientists, like material that I'm teaching. It's the fact of how I pull it all together and um, hold you accountable, support you, encourage you, motivate you to move forward. And the it's just the way that I package it that helps you get success. Like you could eventually take everything that I talk about from my blog posts and from my videos and piece it together and you'll, you can, you can find the, the puzzle pieces and build a successful business from it, but it will just take a lot longer. So if you want to get there quickly and you want to be able to get the support to um, start doing the things that you love, uh, it's you just have to have a coach. And I'm the same way. Like I have a coach. I need a coach in my business. Um, to keep me moving forward. I could very easily stay stuck and just play small and continue doing what I've been doing because I've been doing it for 15 years, but I need to be pushed to the next level every single week. Um, I need the encouragement. I need um, the ability to mastermind and just like talk through ideas. And I have days where I need someone to talk me off like the the negative thinking, like my brain's, you know, saying, woe is me. <laughs> and how am I going to continue to do this? And if I didn't have a coach, then I would spiral just as much as my clients would. So I think it's important that we all have a coach in our corner um, for that reason. And definitely devour the free content because you can absolutely find lots of nuggets in there.
0: <laughs> the reason that I asked you that question is because when I spoke to you, you sent that material or uh, the course intent for me. Uh, to go through those content. So I I wanted to ask that question to a right person when I'm actually having this conversation. That's why I asked you. Knowing the fact that you already gave that to me, I wanted to really understand like what is your thought process behind it? What is your mindset like to to just give it away? Because you guys learned it in a hard way. You put this course through and you're working throughout your career. And as you mentioned, yes, you have a family to support for sure. It's not something that yeah you can just throw it away, but you quoted it very beautifully saying, like, if I can give it away for free, I would definitely do it. That was that that shows what you are. So that's the reason I just wanted to ask the question to you.
1: And I and I do give a lot for free, like I volunteer with for the Inland Empire um, score chapter. And I love giving back to my community. There's nothing that lights me up more than my um, coaching sessions with my score clients, who they're starting these amazing businesses and they just need a little bit of support to even figure out how to like, sometimes it's as simple as like getting a business license or sometimes it's how do you market your business? How do I even get in front of the right people? And there's something really special about doing that in like a um, pro bono volunteer position where you're just giving back. And it's most of my clients through SCORE locally. So I know I'm making an immediate impact right here in my home community.
0: Absolutely. What is success to you?
1: Success is showing up every day, doing work that I love, having fun, and um, helping other people find the path to create the life that they want. I think there's there's just something really powerful when you can help somebody who's not sure how they're going to find their way through a difficult situation, and help them start a business, help them bring income into their families, especially um, a good chunk of my clients are women, not all of them, but, um, my women clients are looking to, um, provide back to their families. They want to give back. They want to give more to their communities. And I just, success for me is seeing them be able to do that. Thank and you. See, seeing myself be able to do it too, because that like I, growing up, my mom w- was, um, very, dependent on having somebody support her even though she could do it on her own she always felt like she had to have some like somebody else there to support her and I knew that it's important for us women to be able to be able to stand on our own as well and really put ourselves in that powerful position that we don't ever have to stay in a situation that we don't want to be in we stay because we want to be there not because we feel like we're codependent and we have to be yeah get out there and share your story uncover that piece of you, whether you are an entrepreneur or if you're in your career, I I fully believe, especially because of social media today, that we each have a personal brand that we're building on social media, every single one of us. Um, So show up, be yourself, share who you are. Don't be afraid um, to put yourself out there. You can can try it in little teeny bite-sized pieces. You don't have to put the whole entire shebang out there, um, but share what other people, when you share, it gives permission to other people to share and to show up. And um, I think that ripple effect is just such a cool thing. So be yourself, have fun, and know that I believe in you.
0: Okay, thank you for tuning in. And you can find me on all the socials at Smita Gunturi and the show notes for any resources mentioned. See you next week. Take care.